Hey there, John Morris here, johnmorrisonline.com, and welcome to another episode of The John Morris Show. And in this episode, I'm going to be answering another one of your questions. And the question that I received, I received from John over on Facebook. And the question was, do I need to sell my soul to the code? Which sounds kind of ominous, but the question goes a little bit further and says, is it true that you have to sell your soul to coding before being a successful coder. And so I'm gonna dive in and answer that question. Before I do, I'd like to remind you that I am currently asking for your input. I'm in the process of creating a new course on the truth about making money on Elance and Odesk. And I've got about 38 episodes recorded and I'm through the process of going through the process of editing them and I'll be releasing that course over on Udemy. However, I want to make sure that I answer all your questions and I cover everything that you want to know about making money on Elance and Odesk. So if you could head on over to johnmorrisonline.com slash Elance, I have a quick survey for you. It's just one question and it'll help me out a ton and I would really appreciate it. So again, if you could head on over to John Morris Online dot com slash elance i would greatly appreciate it all right so with that out of the way then what is the answer is it true that you have to sell your soul to coding and my blunt answer is no i actually think that it's the opposite that the best coders that i know have a really good work life balance the majority of the time Now, they are able to hunker down and grind if necessary and go on a coding binge if necessary, but they actively put in a lot of effort to avoid those scenarios because they know that those scenarios lead to more stress, worse code, and eventually less success. Beyond that, I think that there is this myth of the mad scientist in the development world. So you see a movie like The Social Network and you see Mark Zuckerberg in his dorm room at 2 a.m. drinking and coding up face mash and creating this new fancy thing. Or later on, it's him you know, doing the same thing when building Facebook and so forth. And you get this idea that that's what genius is. And we start to romanticize this idea of of what genius is and think that we ourselves have to be this kind of mad scientist who's up all these crazy hours and sells our soul to the code in order to be successful. And we think that's what we want to be. But if you look at the long-term situation, I think it's pretty clear that a guy like Mark Zuckerberg is producing better work now than he did in those days. Now, what he produced then was something completely brand new, and it was something that maybe was more shocking or more revolutionary at the time. However, the actual work of the coding, although I don't know how much coding he really does now, but the actual work of building the product I I don't think you can even compare what it is now to what it was then. It's far and away better. 
Now, that doesn't mean that you like everything that they create. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the quality of what they are creating is far and away better compared. If you go back and compare that to the original Facebook, it's not even a comparison. Now, yes, he has a team that helps him do that now. But that's kind of the point. Because our romanticizing this idea of the mad genius causes us to do things that aren't actually helpful for creating great products. Writing code at 3 in the morning for 3 days in a row is probably not the best way to produce the best code. The best way to produce the best code is to be doing it when you're fully rested, you're in a groove, and you're going. That's probably a more likely scenario. The other thing is, is that we start to take on this idea that because we're a mad genius, we need to be some sort of lone wolf. And we need to do everything ourselves, and we can't build a team to help us. And so... Uh, again, we just take on all of these these thoughts and these impressions about what it is that we're supposed to be in order to be a successful coder that are actually fairly this destructive. Uh, and so it's important that you create a good work-life balance. Uh, great coders do that, and they produce better work because of it. So, if I've sold you on the idea that you need a better work-life balance, which hopefully I have, then here's some things that you can do to actually create better work-life balance. The first one is to actively build downtime into your schedule. So, plan for the downtime. Anybody who works with me knows that I'm fully capable of going on a three-day code binge where I spend all of my work time and I work a lot of hours uh, and, and producing something. I'm fully capable of doing that. But if I'm going to do that, there's going to be a day or two or more after that where I'm I'm worthless or I'm not going to do anything. Uh, and so uh, they know that I've, I've stated and made it clear that I have to build my downtime into my schedule so that I actively get it because if you don't it's easy for you to set it aside and set it aside and have more work to do and have more work to do and have more work to do so you want to actively put it build it into your schedule and you want to make sure you build both active and passive downtime into your schedule so not just laying on the couch doing nothing but also getting out and doing things going to a movie if it's the summertime maybe you can go to the swimming pool, or maybe you can go to some sort of, maybe you have a, a an adventure park or whatever around where you live. All the different activities around where you live that you could do, you want to actively build those into your schedule. They're going to help refresh you, and they're going to help give you a clearer mind and help you when you do sit down to actually code, be a lot more focused because you're not stressed out, you're not overwhelmed, and you're not exhausted. So again, build downtime into your schedule. Second, eliminate time and energy wasting activities. I can guarantee there are probably a handful of things that you do right now that just suck the energy out of you. This is one of the big reasons why I always advise coders to specialize because 
there are a lot of things that you could do as a coder that you hate doing. And if you do those things just in order to earn income, they're going to suck the life out of you. And you end up doing bad work as a result of it. Now, I know everybody's got to pay the bills, but as much as possible, try to avoid those things. And if you absolutely have to do them, try and outsource them. I've taken on projects where there was probably 30 to 40% of the project I didn't want to do. And so I outsourced it to a friend of mine or somebody I knew that I trusted or even somebody I hired to do that piece of the project for me so I could only focus on the things that I enjoyed doing. That's not always possible, but as much as possible, eliminate the time and energy wasting things from your life because they will uh, suck you dry of your energy and uh, cause you to be a lot more stressed out than, than you have to be. The third thing, and I'm kind of looking in the mirror here because I go off and on with this, but if there's one thing that you can do consistently to help you be a better coder that is totally unrelated to coding, it is exercise. And the reason is that exercising allows you to one, it's really easy for, for coders to kind of get in this, this rut of low activity. And exercise helps break you out of that. And it, for me, it's a, it's a, it's really a mental thing because when I don't exercise, I get, <laughs> I get in this really bad mentality that writing code is super hard work. And the fact is, it's not. I mean, I'm typing on a keyboard. I'm sitting in a chair typing on a keyboard. It's about the least physical exertion that I could actually do and still actually accomplish something. So uh, it's not it's not a ton of work. Now, it's a lot of mental work. I get that. But uh, you want to get some physical exertion to just, for me, again, is to mentally remind myself that there are things that are harder in this world than writing code. It also just, uh, it's a good for relieving stress and again, helping you refresh yourself and, and so forth. So uh, when I exercise, I'm always in a lot better state of mind and produce a lot better code and a lot better projects. So find a way to be able to exercise regularly. That, and it's just going to help you live longer. What's the point of success, being successful if you die at 30? So uh, get out and try and exercise as much as possible. The fourth thing then is, with all of this, realize that some is better than none. And I'm, a, again, a big culprit of this because I tend to be a perfectionist. And if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it 100% all the way perfect. And the problem is that with that is that it's rarely possible. So focus on trying to get some and trying to, to build some downtime in your schedule. Try to eliminate some of the energy-wasting activities. Try to get some exercise to start. And then as you get in a groove and you develop systems for handling it, you can expand it to, to, to be more and more. But don't get caught up in the mentality of all or nothing because oftentimes you end up choosing nothing. The final one then is figure out if there's a way that you can outsource or automate errands. So this is, uh, again, a big one for me because I have a lot of other things that I'm responsible for, you know, with three kids in the house, being married and so forth. I have a lot of other things that I'm responsible for and that I got to do on a daily basis. So if there's some way that you can outsource or automate those errands, 
then try to do that. Maybe you can have your, instead of having to go shopping, you can have your groceries delivered to you. Or, you know, maybe instead of you cleaning your house, you're able to hire someone to come in and clean your house. Or all the number of things that you have to do that are life-related that you would consider errands. If there's some way that you can outsource those to somebody else, or you can make them a part of your routine in such a way that they're just automatic and you don't even think about them. You don't have to stress about them. You just do them and you don't worry about it. It doesn't take up a big part of your day and so forth. You want to offload those things as much as possible mentally from yourself. All right, so those are the five things that you can do to get greater work-life balance. And having greater work-life balance, I believe, is ultimately going to help you be more successful And going back to the original question then, I don't think that you need to sell your soul to to coding. You might be able to make an argument for when you're learning right at first, when you're going through the learning phase, maybe putting in a little bit more time and effort during that particular phase. But when you get into where you're producing more than than you're learning, which you eventually do as a coder, you eventually have a job and are, are, are creating things and you spend more time creating stuff than you have time available to actually learn new things. When you get into that scenario, then you really want to get into creating a good work-life balance and not selling your soul to the code because the code will drive you crazy. <laughs> and the code, if you let it, will make you less successful uh, and more stressed out. All right, so that's my take on that question. That'll do it for this episode of the show. Thanks for listening. If you haven't yet, then be sure to subscribe wherever you happen to be listening. The podcast is available on YouTube, on SoundCloud, on iTunes, and a number of other places. So be sure to subscribe so you get access to all of the latest lessons. And if you liked this lesson then or this episode, then be sure to Uh, like it wherever you happen to be listening to it so I know that this is the kind of content that you're after. If you have a question, you can ask me your question over on johnmorrisonline.com slash Cora. I'll take you to my Cora profile and you can invite me to answer your question over there. Or you can tweet me at jpmorris using the hashtag jmo I want to know and I'll try to get those questions on the show. Finally, if you haven't yet, head on over to johnmorrisonline.com and download my free seven strategies to turn your code into cash cheat sheet. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. And I'll talk to you next time.